0: Hello, all, and welcome to another episode of The Athletes Advocate. I am your host, Ashelle Tack, professional basketball player and published author. The Athletes Advocate is a podcast series. I started to share stories of athletes that are changing the game, advocating for themselves, daring to challenge the system while changing the status quo. Today's special guest is Amanda McGrew. How are you, Amanda? I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming on today. Absolutely. I think it's going to be great. (laughs) Amanda McGrew is from Santa Monica, California and went east to play basketball at the University of Rhode Island from 2005 to 2009 and used her fifth year to play at UMass Loyal from 2009 to 2010 After college, she decided to head back to California to coach basketball Outside of basketball, she's the founder and creator of Playoff Dating App. Yes, athletes, we have our own dating app. You don't have to use Tinder, plenty of Fishes, or any <laughs> other apps out there. We have our own individual apps, um, and it's created and founded by Amanda. Um, she created Playoff with the idea that dating someone with a shared, unique life experiences can be incredibly special. Uh, first of all, Amanda, as an athlete, I know, you know, sports tend to take us to some cool places, um, places you'd never think of ending up, you know, a fitting example right. would be you. Absolutely. Yeah. You went from California to Rhode Island and, you know, I always have this question cause you know, I played close to home. So I was 45 minutes from my house, but you went from California to Rhode Island. How was that experience going far away from home? Um, and what did you get out of that experience?
1: I mean, it was honestly unbelievable. I had such a great time. I think what kind of sparked me leaving home was that my sister was two years older than me and she went from California and went to go play softball at Michigan state. So mm-hmm. I think that really set, set the tone for me where it was like, okay, I don't need to stay close. I can go far away and I'll be fine. And you know, my family is still super supportive and everyone will be watching the, the online game tracker and all the, you know, all those things, <laughs> keeping keeping track of every, uh, everyone's stats and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think having that kind of push made me realize that it was something that was okay and really, really going to be a cool thing to do. So once I got out there, um, to be honest, all I really wanted was the ocean. That sounds pretty silly, but as an 18 year old, that's really all I, all I wanted, um, I wanted to, I wanted to get out of California, but I wanted to make sure I was still near the ocean. I, I feel like I'm a beach bum through and through. Um, I didn't quite totally think it through and realize that I couldn't be at the beach for like eight or nine months out of the year in Rhode Island. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's totally my own fault. But, um, uh, I will say once I got there, it was just like, new England is such an incredible place. I have such a huge place in my heart for it. I had such a great time. And obviously, as you know, being an athlete, it's like, you're immediately thrown into this immediate group of friends and you right. like, you know, you eat, breathe, sleep, you know, you're with these people 24 seven. And it's just like, all you do is basketball all the time. And, and when you're, even when you're socializing, it's like, we're probably talking about, about basketball, you know, it was one of those things where these people just became my people. And actually that kind of plays in directly to, you know, why I created playoff because, you know, once I left, I didn't have that close knit group of people anymore. Um, you know, even in terms of my social life with the athletes that played different sports, you know, those were your immediate mm-hmm. social circle. Um, and so I didn't have that anymore when I came home, but Rhode Island was absolutely a special place and I would never change it for the world.
0: Now, it's super interesting that you stayed there because, you know, a lot of athletes typically go away from home and then get homesick and kind of transfer back closer to home. But you sticked it out for about four years before you used your fifth year to finish out at UMass. How was that experience for you? What kept you there and what was the deciding factor for you to say, you know what, I'm going to stick it out. I like it here. Although I miss my family and I'm far away from home, like this is my second home.
1: Yeah. I think it was a really tough experience for me. Um, in the moment I didn't really find it to be super difficult or challenging. I I think looking back on it, I was like, wow, that was, that was a tough thing to do as like a 22 year old trying to figure out your life, um, and trying to like make the next move. And I, I wasn't sure if it was the right move or not. I really had no idea. Um, I tore my ACL my senior year at Rhode Island. And Mm -hmm. in, uh, in that same year, our coach Um, his contract was not renewed. So we had a new coach coming in and I basically had to go into her and say like, Hey, I'm I'm a senior and I know I can't like walk or show you that I can still play and I'm rehabbing, but like, could I please have my scholarship back? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I would, I would love to use my fifth year here. And you know, she was super kind about it, but she was like, listen, you've got six girls graduating. You're one of six girls and we've got seven or eight girls coming in. So like, I don't, I don't have a scholarship for you. So Mm -hmm. that kind of was the, was the, push that was like, Hey, you, you can't go to school here. So you need to find somewhere else to play. And I mean, I was graduating from, from Rhode Island. So there were a lot of people who were like, Oh, why don't you just graduate and be done with basketball and come back home. And, and I think the competitor inside me was like, well, I need to make sure I prove to myself and everybody else that I can still play, you know, that I can still play at a high level and I can, you know, get back to where I needed to be. Also, I like, I I had this fear of like, what if I'm like 45 or 50 years old and I know I had another year of eligibility (laughs) left and I didn't use it. Like, Like, Oh my God, I I can't possibly, I I wouldn't even be able to sleep at night. Like I would be so upset. So I was like, I have to make sure I, I find a place to play. Um, I basically my compliance guy was, you know, played closely with me, um, in this whole process. And he was like, listen, you've already sat out a year, so you can't use six years to play four. I'm mm-hmm. sure the rules have changed now because I'm seeing injured athletes transfer all the time and like be able to play right away. But he basically said, you can't transfer to another division one school. He's like, you have to find wow. a D two school so you can play right away. Um, and not sit out. And so I basically just reached out to all the division two schools in new England. There's like one conference the any 10, um, that all, you know, they're all pretty close together. Um, in the new England area. And then I actually reached out to all the new, in- or I'm sorry, all the division two schools in California. And I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll go home and play like, that would be cool. And, and immediately I had a friend who was playing at a division two school in California. And she was like, Oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. Like get, get back out here. And I found out that their whole conference had agreed on not giving out full scholarships. So they had some scholarship money, but they agreed that they would only give partial scholarships. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, eh, Nope, that's out. Sorry. <laughs> like I, I can't do it. Um, and so I really just stuck to the, to the division two schools in new England and it was a process of like, you know, constantly emailing coaches. It's, it's kind of like your whole high school recruiting process all over again. Mm -hmm. Um, just kind of trying to, especially, I mean, I would say it was even harder because I couldn't even play at that time. I was still like on crutches and like trying to, you know, get some strength back in my leg. And I was, sending game film and, and saying, I promise I I promise I'll be better and I'll, I'll I'll be fine to play in a few months. And I can't wait to show you, and you know, it was kind of a difficult thing to try to like sell yourself. Um, right. But it all worked out. I, you know, I had a few different offers and you must was where I ended up. And it was honestly great having spent a year there. It's very interesting how life works, but I have made, I made some of my closest friends there. Um, some, some of those teammates I'm even closer with, than some of the girls I played with for, for four years at Rhode Island, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like so interesting how it works out, but, um, it was just North of Boston. So I still visit Boston all the time. It's again, new England is just such a special place and I loved it.
0: You know, I think it's important how you really were resilient with that process of finishing out your career, because for more reasons than one, you know, some athletes don't get to close out that chapter of their lives and kind of go through life thinking, Oh, thinking like, that part of me is not over. Right. Like, like I should have done this or I should have done that, you know? Um, and so for you to be able to close out that chapter as a player in that way is super important because then you can move on with your life. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now being a former college athlete, um, you're in basketball now and you're a basketball coach. What would you say is the most important thing you learned from being a college athlete that prepared you for the role of being a good basketball coach now?
1: I think just being coachable. I think I think getting to college and realizing very quickly that like, oh, all these girls were the best on their high school team. You know what I mean? All these girls did super badass things when they were in high school and, you know, Mm -hmm. they were breaking records and doing all kinds of cool things. And like you you kind of come into it as it's like you think you're an adult and you realize very quickly that like, oh, no, 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 you've got a lot to learn. You know, you've got a lot to learn. You've got a lot of different ways you can improve a lot of things you can do to kind of play your role and and help the team get better and not just focus on yourself, you know, so individually. Um, so I think really just being coachable and always willing to learn. Um, I am sure I was not that way in my first couple of years in college. And I'm sure there was some, you know, oh yeah, don't worry, I got it. I know what's going on. Or, you know, just kind of this this air about me that was like, oh yeah, no. It's I I I I know basketball and I know how to do this. And I, you know, I thought I had a high basketball IQ. And then you get to college and you're like, oh whoa, no, like there's a different level to this. Um, and like, there's constantly things I could be learning. So I think just being coachable and and realizing that there's always an opportunity to learn more, um, has really helped me being a coach because it's like, you know, the other thing is like, I'm a full-time teacher right now too. So Mm -hmm. being able to see that, like the way you teach kids, whether it's PE or in the classroom or on the basketball court or whatever it is, like everyone's going to learn in a different way, in a different capacity and has like a, you know, a different learning style and knowing that you are your job is to is to teach these young boys or girls, whoever it is, like in the way that they can best learn. And so mm-hmm. that falls on that falls on the, the responsibility falls on the coach to figure out, you know, how is this person going to going to best take this information in and figure out, you know, what they need to do to get better and how they can you know, implement all the things you're trying to teach them.
0: Glad that you're taking the time to learn your players, so they can best benefit from your coaching and apply whatever you tell them on the court or in life. Period. Now, playoff time. Like I mentioned earlier, you are the creator of the (laughs) app. (laughs) You are the creator of the app. Playoff dating. First of all, like I think as athletes, we wanted this to happen, and I'm sure a lot of people have thought about this, but I guess we just never knew like who would be that person to step up and create it, you know, (laughs) and make it happen. And you happen to be the person that came up with that. So how did that opportunity come about? Does it stem from your dating life in the past as an athlete or what yeah. made you sit down and be like, you know what, I'm going to call it playoff dating. And these are all the things that are going to be components of that app. And this is why I went on there. And this is how I want to structure it.
1: Right. Um, well, first of all, I will say of like, I'm constantly reaching out to athletes. It's like an all day, everyday thing for me where I'm trying mm-hmm. to get, you know, more, more users on the platform. So I'm, I'm constantly in communication with athletes and I, I chuckle every time an athlete responds to me and is like, oh my gosh, my teammates and I were just talking about this, how there should be an app like this, (laughs) you know, or even like, or even retired athletes who were like, oh my gosh, like 10 years ago, my teammates were in our dorm talking about this. Like, this is so fun. And like, it's just like, I feel like everyone's always thought about it. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I had thought about it for a long time and I'm like, no, I'm sure it's out there. Like somebody else will do it, you know, whatever it's fine. Like when it does come about, like I'll get on it. I would love to use it, you know? And then I, there was honestly just one spring break during my teaching career where, you know, I had these two weeks off and I was like, man, I wonder if that app is out there. I'm going to look it up and I'm just, I mean, if it's out there, I want to be on it. So I want to look it up and I want to see if it's there. And I realized like, there's a ton of apps out there for people who enjoy fitness, you know, people who lift weights or people who do CrossFit or people who are, you know, just generally have a healthy fit lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's nothing out there that verifies anybody's level of athletic competition. Uh, so, so it's one of those things where I, I think playing a college sport was incredibly special and unique in my life. And I think it was something that really shaped who I am. I think it really helps me navigate the world. It's kind of formulated my, my perspective on life. And I know that, you know, all of the athletes that I've spoken to share the same sentiment and, and really, and it's not just about being a competitor, right? I mean, obviously that is a huge part of our, our personality. And it's like in our DNA, I feel, but there's also so many other intangible things that you learn while being an athlete that I'm not going to say other, other people, you know, don't have, they absolutely can. And we all know some athletes that don't have them. So I'm definitely not saying it's like a, you know, all or nothing thing, but I think, you know, putting all those people in one place and making it, you know, a a pool of people that are available to you that, you know, have this shared life, life experience and this common interest and this background Mm -hmm. that could be a really solid foundation for any type of relationship, whether this turns into a friendship or a business networking opportunity or a romantic relationship, like I'm all for it. I think it's incredible. Um, so I think, you know, having that idea was really powerful for me. And I think I, during that two week long spring break, I really just allowed myself to dive into like, wow, could you really do this? Like, would you really pay your own money to have this made yourself? Like, right. No, that sounds crazy. You know? And, <laughs> and I, um, you know, I had been working at this, you know, teaching job for, you know, I think at that point it was like five or six years and I was like, okay, are you just going to be a teacher all the t- forever? Or like, right. what, what is, what is the plan? And I, I really kind of everyone who's super close to me chuckles when like other people when like anyone refers to me as an entrepreneur. Cause I hesitate with that. I'm like, am I though? And everyone's like, yes, that's what you are. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess, but you know, I've never really looked at it that way. I think I, I think when people talk about entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurs, they like, they are constantly having this like flow of ideas and all these things. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh no, I just have playoff. Like I just like, I just, this is kind of what I wanted to do. And so I, I hesitate to call myself an entrepreneur, although I know wholeheartedly that that is what I am. Right. Um, but in creating the app, I, um, I was so excited. And I think what's, it's so funny that you asked about the name because the name was like, (laughs) I I spent so long trying to like, come up with some catchy, clever, like, Oh my God, everyone's going to love it. What is it going to be? I was just like, so focused on it and everyone. And really it was like, I have five other people in my family. And like, those were the people who I was like coming to with names. And I was like, Mm -hmm. right, it needs to be I was like, it needs to be short enough to where you can say it really quickly, but it needs to like encompass all sports. It needs to be something right. like everybody could understand. So right. like one of the things that one of the ones I I had was like whistle, because I that's why we came up with a logo because that is a low, like that logo, the picture of the whistle is like any person playing any sport can like identify with that. You know, right. like, I couldn't right. have something like touchdown or home run or, you know, it couldn't be so singular because I wanted, I mean, there's like, I'm, I'm getting people on playoff who played squash or who played, you know, who are, who are skiers or who are swimmers or tennis player, whatever that I'm like, it needs to be something that is identifiable by any athlete and who can mm-hmm. appreciate, you know, what that means and how, what that represents in their life. So the whistle, I'm actually really proud of playoff. You know, I had gone through, like, there was like ideas like game on or let's play or, you know, um, I remember there was a lot that included like this idea of scoring. And I was like, I don't know if it needs to be like that sexualized where it's like scoring is also like a double entendre. And I was like, I don't know, like, do I really need to go down that road? Like I, like if that's what they're going to do fine, but I don't want to be any part of it, you know? So I was like, it needs to be something like pretty basic. Um, I love that it's short and sweet. Just one word play off. It's like, it's just two quick syllables, very much like Tinder and Bumble, you know, it's like pretty easy to roll off your tongue. Um, but I, I think I'm very proud of the name and the logo for sure.
0: Super amazing concept. I'm glad that you took that leap of faith to be the person behind this and to push this out because I feel like we were unconsciously, you know, just kind of putting off the blame or the responsibility on someone else. Like we wanted this to happen, but it's like, all right, I'm not going to be that person. (laughs) Right, right. So I'm glad you did it. And I'm also glad it's very inclusive. Like you said, like you didn't want to direct it to like only football players or a specific sport. If you play a sport and you're an athlete and you're looking for a companion or someone to date or whatever, like this is the place you need to be. Now, as an athlete, you want to date another athlete because your schedules are the same. You understand each other, your journey, your experiences. You can relate better with another athlete than a normal individual that's not an athlete. Now, but there is a small you know, population of those that might say, you know, dating an athlete can be complicated because... Uh, Our schedules are so familiar that we'll never have the time to spend with each other. And I'm not really branching out and experiencing life through a different lens. Now, for that population, what would you tell them? Like, how would you explain to them? Like, yes, you might think that dating another athlete could not give you the experiences you want outside of athletics, but it could still be a good idea for you. And it can be beneficial for you as an athlete.
1: Right. I think, I think the biggest thing is that once you retire from sports, depending on, you know, whether you're going to go pro pro after college or whatever, at some point, your, your professional athletic career is going to come to an end. And if you have found somebody to be with forever in that time where you were an athlete, that's incredible. But, and, and I'm, I'm so happy for you, but there's a lot of people who retire from sports and don't have that. And then Mm -hmm. you're thrust into the world where not everybody's an athlete, right? You're, you're thrown into this mix of like, okay, now I'm in, you know, the, I have to find a job and you know, 99% of the people around me maybe did not go through what I went through, which is totally Mm -hmm. fine, but you're, you're in your day-to-day life. And I will say before COVID when you're like, you know, in the office or going to bars or, or going to restaurants or going to concerts or whatever, you're constantly around people who are not like you, which is, which is incredible. So playoff gives people an opportunity to find people who have been through what they've been through and kind of narrow that focus. Now, having said that, if people want, you know, if people use more generic dating apps, like Tinder or hinge or Bumble or any of the other ones, like that's totally fine too, because you're just looking at a bigger pool of people. Right. Right, So I wouldn't say there's there's people who are on multiple Dating apps. I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with being on multiple, but knowing if you're looking for something like to you know to share that common bond, I think it's incredibly special to be able to find it in Playoff. The other thing that I've realized is that so in, on Playoff right now we're still we're still growing, and there are definitely parts of the country or parts of the world that don't have that many users on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because you can set your radius to up to 200 miles, and oh, if it wow. goes if, if you run out of people to swipe through, and there aren't any more people around you playoff will automatically just broaden your search radius for you and, and just kind of give you more people, even though they're farther away, just for like the entertainment sake of being able to swipe through people. Right. Like they could right. be farther. Um, and, and I was hesitant to do that because I was like, well, nobody wants to swipe through somebody who's 3000 miles away. Like that's going right. to be unfortunate. And honestly, the feedback of the, that I've gotten and the success stories that I've gotten from long distance relationships that, that have been created through playoff and through this kind of broader radius is that the athletic community is so incredibly small. You know, like I went all the way out to Rhode Island and I met girls out there who were from California who played on the same club team as I did. Or, you know, you know, a girl went to Harvard and she's only an hour and a half away in Boston and we played on the same club team together. And, you know, she knows someone from Harvard who, you know, went to who transferred from Rhode Island or whatever it is like the, the community is so small that even if you meet somebody from another state there, it is so likely that you will have someone in common. It's like that kind of six degrees of separation thing where Mm -hmm. you will find ways to be connected to these people. Um, I mean, I think I I matched with somebody on playoff like recently and I was like, Oh my gosh, like you go to this school. That's the school that my, the trainer from Rhode Island, like left to go work at. So like, you must have the same trainer that I had. And we talked about that. And it's like, you know, it's just such a close knit community that I think you can make connections no matter what. Um, and I think it's really valuable. So I I do think it's really valuable for that retired group of people, because I think those are the people who are not surrounded by athletes anymore. And those are also, you know, professional athletes who, you know, are in the limelight and, you know, have some level of like fame or notoriety. It's like, I hate to say it, but like, I'm not sure what their lifestyle is like, because I'm not one of those people, but like, I would, I would find it pretty difficult to believe that they have a hard time finding a date. Right. So like, I I'm not, So it's like, yes, it's for them still. Absolutely. And if they would like to get on it, that's incredible. And I would love, you know, the help and the support and, and getting more professional athletes on the platform is amazing. But at the end of the day, I think the people who genuinely would benefit the most from this is retired athletes who are Mm -hmm. not in that community anymore, looking for people like that, you know? So it's like, yeah, your, your day-to-day life is diverse and you are among people who are not athletes all the time. But having playoff there for you is like a way to kind of revert yourself back and like put yourself back in that space that you were in when you were in college and constantly Mm -hmm. surrounded by people who seem to be like you, you know,
0: now with other dating platforms out there in the market, like the ones you've mentioned earlier and the ones I've mentioned, how does playoff dating compare? And then also like, what are there some success stories that you've had with people either getting engaged, getting married or having long-term relationships so far? And then with times changing, you know, our society is changing um, inequalities, like leading the forefront of everything. How is playoff inclusive with dating in that area? So right now I think it's really interesting because, um, uh, so we've had definitely
1: some success stories. I have, I, I post about, uh, recently I posted about this one couple who I'm just like obsessed with and I no marriages or engagements yet, but I have, <laughs> I have told, I have told this couple many times. I'm like, listen, when you guys get engaged, I'm absolutely crashing this wedding. I am like so <laughs> excited to be there. And you know, it's interesting because I, I wasn't sure if like, you know, dating apps have been have not always been the most socially acceptable way to find a date. Right. So now it's becoming much more common, but you know, I think at one point it was like, you know, people felt like, Oh, is this like my, my last option? Or is this my last resort? Like, uh, should I be embarrassed to be on a dating app? Or, you know, is it like shameful in any way? And I think now it's becoming much more acceptable, but even Mm -hmm. still, I wasn't sure if like, if people found you know found somebody on playoff and they posted about this new relationship they're in like would somebody like that be like tagging playoff like i'm not sure if that's something they would be like proud of you right. know and i've realized that that people that people do they either tag playoff in you know couples pictures or whatever or they'll like send an email to me or respond to a message on instagram or linkedin or you know whatever And I think that's, what's so cool about the way I've tried to do the outreach is that like, I, I mean, it's, it's a lot of like, you know, our labor hours, but it's like, I'm reaching out to these people individually, um, in a way that's like trying to create relationships, you know, trying to create lasting relationships and connections to say like, listen, like I would love any help spreading the word. And like, I become a human being to that person. I don't become like this huge Conglomerate business, where I'm like just trying to take everybody's money and, and get rich. It's like no, I'm someone <laughs> who just wants to connect other athletes. Like I, right. I'm Like listen, there's no money. Be- there's no money being made right now. Like make no mistake, this is like <laughs> this, is just, this is just for the sake of connecting other athletes and having people find happiness. Um, so I think that's really exciting to me. It's like to to hear about some of those success stories, um, and see those relationships build. Like I said, even though even if some are long distance, I think that's really cool. One of the ones that had been long distance. Um, we had, we had a girl in Arizona and dating a guy in Houston and then the girl transferred to a school in New York and they kept dating and now she's graduated and has moved to Houston. Um, so, you know, they're together and it's awesome. And just like hearing feedback like that is so exciting to me. Um, the other thing you asked was about, um, how playoff kind of differentiates itself, um, Mm -hmm. from other, other dating apps. And this has actually been an interesting topic because people have reached out, um, you know, maybe they're in high school or they've committed to playing college, but they're not playing yet. Or maybe they, you know, can't find anything that proves that they've played. There's a verification process on playoff where you have to submit a link to some sort of athletic bio, you know, whether it's an article with your name in it or a a roster page or a team picture or, you know, whatever it is, something on the internet um, that proves that you played beyond the high school level, whether that's junior college, college, professional, Olympic level, whatever it is. And I think, Although that's a little bit of a hoop to jump through as you get started, I think the verification process is the only thing that differentiates us between any other dating app. Like, I think there's also some idea of like, listen, like there, you're not going to get catfished on playoff, like, because people have to be who they say they are, you know, the other thing, the other thing you have to submit is a selfie, um, giving us a thumbs up. And I I was like, okay, is that kind of lame? And at the end of the day, like I was talking to my developer and he was like, listen, if this gets as big as we think it can get right, like there's the, the idea would be to have more famous athletes on there. So think of some famous athlete, I don't know, like whoever Blake Griffin or somebody who like you could, anyone could create a profile for him, right? Like you would need to to prove that you are that person. Like, there's no way I'm just going to trust that you've got, you know, five pictures of Blake Griffin up and you're going to be, and you're going to be him. You know what I mean? So I think the verification process, um, although it, like I said, although it's a hoop for, for athletes to jump through as they're getting started, it is something that is incredibly necessary and definitely differentiates us. And the feedback that I've gotten is that people are appreciative of the fact that like, they can trust that these people on here are who they say they are. You know, if they they're swiping through someone and it says they played tennis at Duke, like I know they played tennis at Duke. Like that's, that's something I can, I can believe in and I can, I can trust, you know, and I think on other dating apps, like you don't have that, you know, there's no there's nothing that is saying, you know, I can't just put up pictures of like, I can pretend to be like a 50 year old man on there, you know? And like, I think that's in general, what's so scary about the internet already that I think if I can do anything to alleviate some of that, you know, stress about like, who am I talking to? Is this real? Um, and just make sure that people are in fact who they say they are. Um, I think that that gives people a lot of, a lot of peace and, you know, like a little bit of relief, uh, of that. So I think that is definitely what differentiates us uh, so far. And the feedback has really been great. Um, and I'm trying to remember the last question, <laughs> um,
0: being inclusive with, you know, equality leading the oh, forefront right. of yes. society today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So that has always been at the forefront of my mind. I feel like, you know, there's a couple things. One as a, you know, as a female athlete, like obviously I have had, I have had close teammates of mine who are in the LGBT Q plus community. And, and it's been obviously like, it's a, it's a major thing in college athletics. And I think Mm -hmm. it's interesting because it's obviously been such a taboo topic for men, for, for male athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously it's, it's becoming much, much more accepted, which is unbelievable and great. And you know, the locker room, the locker room thing is, is a difficult topic for a lot of people, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure playoff was a place where you could find whoever you wanted and, and whatever per, per people you were looking for, that's something you could find. I also, so as of right now, playoff, in, on playoff, you would either log yourself as a man or a woman and you would be looking for or interested in men, women, or both. And I've actually had really, really, really good conversations with uh, people on um, athlete allies who are part of the LGBTQ LGBTQ plus community who may be trans or not, um, non-binary and, you know, identify themselves as different, as different things. And it's interesting because I want to make sure I'm trying to find the best way to have it be all inclusive, where I want to make sure that everyone feels represented, but also that the people who are looking are, are feeling like everything is honest towards them in terms of what they're looking for. Right? Like I wouldn't want somebody, I wouldn't want to out somebody before they are ready to be out. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? So I would, I would want to make sure that's their, their, like that falls in their hands and that is not something that playoff should ever need to do and ever should feel like they have the right to do. That's obviously somebody else's, you know, that comes in their time. So I want to make sure that it is also general enough to where you would be able to, um, you know, have that conversation with somebody you match with if and when you're ready to do that, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, in terms of equality and and just diversity across the board, I think playoff is so special because, you know, one of the things I love about athletics is that it really is not limited to any, you know, race, gender, socioeconomic background, religion. I think it's just all-encompassing, which is so cool. Um, You know, I also, you know, obviously being... Part of you know, college athletics as a female, th- there is a large population of LGBTQ plus identifying people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that is incredibly special. So right now, and the other thing is like, obviously, it's not as, you know, um, welcomed, I would say, uh, socially, from the male perspective, but I think that's something we're definitely, obviously pushing for, which is for sure, you know, the goal and being as as open and accepting as we as we all should be. Um, And right now on playoff, you would identify as either a man or a woman, and you would say you're interested in either men, women, or both. And right now, I think the um, I've had some really really unbelievable conversations with people who are part of an organization called Athlete Ally, who um, are either. Part of the LGbtq plus community or who are allies and you know wanting to uh, move the needle forward and make sure that you know everyone feels represented and can identify as how, however they would like to um, and I think the interesting limitation for playoff is that I would love I, I need to make sure to find a way that everyone is represented, but also that playoff is never in a position where they are outing anybody before they are ready if that makes sense um, right you know I would never want to um, you know, just for the sake of, you know, an example, I would never want to have like such a specific, um, such a specific category as like trans male or trans female or things like that. And like, if, if that's not something you were ready to share with somebody yet, right? Like I, w- I would want to make sure that everybody feels represented in a way that they feel comfortable with, but is not in, in any way outing them before they're comfortable enough to do so. Um, and obviously, and obviously that's not playoffs responsibility or job anyway, that's up to any individual, um, to be able to, to share that information in the way that they see fit. So it's it's like an ongoing conversation. And I think it's such an interesting thing because I want to make sure that, uh, like I said, everybody feels represented, but everyone's also in a safe and comfortable space to where everyone will respect everybody else for how they are represented, you know, um, just just making sure that across the board that is, um, taken care of is really important to me. Um, and like I said, like, you know, athletics is like the, is like the great unifier where it's like, it just brings everybody from all different walks of life together, which is what I think it, mm-hmm. it's so exciting. You know, if you are, uh, you know, on a dating app based on like your job or how much money you make or your religion or things like that, I think it's, I think it's a little bit uh, limiting in that sense, where if I only want to date someone who's Jewish or Christian or Catholic or or someone who is black or white or, you know, things like that. I think you're you know, it's like you're only looking at one type of person. Athletics is really cool because it's an experience and it's definitely part of who you are. But it is not a a singular, you know, aspect of, you know, uh, it doesn't it doesn't identify how you were raised or how you, or like what, you know, environment you were brought up in, or how many siblings you probably have, or what, what holidays you celebrate, or, you know, it really doesn't limit anyone in that way. So I love that, that playoff can be that diverse. It's really, really cool.
0: Right. And actually I love playoffs for many reasons. One is the fact that it's for athletes and you don't have to like get on a regular dating platform or app and have to kind of fish through and find someone that was an athlete that's on that platform just to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is the verification process. Like the fact that you have to like show that you were an athlete, you know, you have to show that credible Mm -hmm. source that, Hey, yes, I was an athlete. And then be able to identify yourself. I know you went through your process of searching for the perfect name. uh, So it catches people's attention and it gets right to the point. But I think you did a good job with that. Um, and you. then another thing is, could you walk us through the process of someone that was interested of getting on the app, you know, how they should swipe or how the app is set up? Yeah, exactly. So uh,
1: Playoff is in, is available in the App Store and on Google Play. So it's for, you know, Apple or, I, or uh, I'm sorry, Android. And um, all you need to do is download, you can search Playoff and it should play off athlete dating and it should uh, pop up in either in either search. And once you download, it'll take you to either... So we had a, uh, a previous version that where you had to log in through pl- through Facebook, and that was actually in, in our minds, myself and my developer, we thought that could just be another barrier to entry where it, uh, if you had to log in through your Facebook, you would be able to verify that you are in fact that person also. So it was just kind of one more way to verify mm-hmm. who you were. Um, I think it was a really good idea, although I think with Facebook constantly changing its like rules and regulations and its terms and conditions and you know constantly updating with new versions it was creating a lot of bugs for us not only not mm-hmm. only was it creating bugs i was also realizing that a lot of the younger demographic is not not downloading Facebook. You know, they don't have Facebook as as much um, as as some of the older people. So we got rid of that. We actually just released our new version without Playoff... I'm sorry, without Facebook login uh, requirements about two months ago. And it's been unbelievable. It's been a total hit. People are loving it, which is so exciting. So once you log in, you literally just put in an email address that you want to use to log in and a password, and you create it. And then what it says is, hey, like... Uh, jump in and, and put in your preferences before you can start swiping through people. We ne- we need to know like who you like and and who you're interested in seeing, and then you can fill out your int- your profile um, in order for yourself to start being seen. So it takes you you immediately be- mm-hmm. I, before you get to fill out your profile, it, it asks you for the athletic bio link. So it has like a little blank that pops up, and you just copy and paste. Like for me, it was gorody.com, and it was you know my my little profile on gorody. So you just copy and paste your link and submit it. And then you Mm -hmm. go to the setup, the profile setup page, and that's where you can submit your selfie of you giving a thumbs up. And then um, you wait, you don't even have to wait to get verified before you start swiping, which is really cool. Um, You can start swiping right away. I think there's there's a few requirements in your profile just to make sure that everybody's profile has enough information in it to where it's not just like a a picture and something that says hi or something. So you can, I think it's a, a minimum of four pictures that you need and there's these things called prompts, which are just different questions that you can answer. The funny thing behind the prompts—I know some other dating apps have it too—but the real push behind the prompts was the fact that I absolutely hate writing a bio about myself. Like, what a weird, <laughs> thing to have to, what a weird thing to have to do. Like, especially on a dating right, app. Like, exactly. If I'm just asking about what I've been through in terms of basketball and stuff—that's totally different. But like on a dating app, what are you going to say? Like, hi, I like long romantic walks on the beach. Like, it's just such <laughs> a weird, like. Oh, I don't even know what to say, you know. And so, like, does somebody want to know about my job? Does somebody want to know, like, what I do for fun? I don't know. So I created. There is a a bio area that's left blank where you can fill it in however you want. But then there's also these prompts, and you have to pick at least three prompts to answer. And the prompts can be anything, like you know, they can be funny things like two truths and a lie, or, or or a little bit more serious, where it's like, what was your worst athletic injury? Or other things like what was your most embarrassing athletic moment or what's the best live sporting event you've ever been to, or dating me is like bl- blank, you know? So I think you can definitely get really creative with the prompts, which is really cool because it really allows each person's individual personality to come out. Um, and really you're, you're able to gather quite a bit of information about this person in just, in just a, a few seconds of like looking at their, looking at their profiles. So once you complete right. the prompts, There are, um, some other spaces where you can optionally like include, like, how often do you work out? Do you drink? Do you smoke? Do you, are you religious? You know, you, you're welcome to put those things in, but those are not part of the required, uh, section. And then, um, yeah, once you kind of fill all that, everything you want to fill out, you can fill, you do that. And then for preferences, you just, like I said, you can click men that you're interested in men, women, or both. You can set a radius of how far away you want to look, and then, um, you can just jump into it. And right when you go to the search page, you're just scrolling through people and you either, it, you, it, there's either like a heart or an X. So you either play them or bench them, which I thought was like one mm-hmm. of our, one of our <laughs> oh, like, cool. yeah, I was like, it's <laughs> one of our like, you know, I didn't want to be too kind of corny, but I was like, I actually love that because that <laughs> really, yeah. it, I mean, I was like that a, any athlete can identify with that, you know, like that's something that is like, universal right. for athletes. So you either play or bench and then there's a premium version that's available for, uh, dollars 99 a month. And in the premium version, you can search through specific sports or schools. Um, so you can say mm-hmm. only, only show me baseball players or only show me lacrosse players or whatever. And then you can also say like, only show me university of Rhode Island alumni or, you know, someone who played there. Um, the other thing you can do with the premium version is that you can go through, you can scroll through a list of all the athletes that have already liked you. So I think that's actually been really valuable because it's given people an opportunity to see, okay, this is a list of, you know, 50 or hundred or however many people that have already swiped yes on me. So it's like, I want to look through those people first. And then, because I know if I swipe yes to any of them, it'll be an automatic match. Um, so both people have to like each other before a match is created. If both people like each other, they, they match and you get a little pop-up notification saying, yay, good for you. You got a match that, that person goes into your chat list, like your, your messages list and you're able to message them at any time. Um, either, either person can send the first message. Um, yeah. And once they're in your chat list, they're in there, you know, forever, unless you decide you want to like block them or you know, report them for some reason or, or things like that, but they would stay in your, in your chat list. So you can, and then the goal, you know, for most dating apps is that if you match with somebody and you start connecting with them and you're chatting, the goal is to eventually get off the app. You know, the goal is to exchange phone numbers and, uh, you know, or Instagrams or Snapchats or whatever you guys want to do and kind of be done, you know, um, or, or at least, or at least exchange information with that person, you know, you might want to keep swiping before anything gets serious and see what's happening. But, um, the goal is definitely not to to stay messaging through the app forever, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that detailed description, but are there new projects regarding playoffs that we should be watching out for or looking forward to?
1: I will say one of our biggest goals is to have playoff in the Olympic village next summer in Tokyo. Um, that has been a goal. Oh, That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That has been a goal of mine for a long time. Um, it sounds, you know, it sounds like a no brainer, but I guess, you know, four years ago in, um, in Brazil, when the Olympics were there, it, apparently Tinder just like ran rampant around around the village. And I guess I mean, I, I've read article after article about how, you know, I guess they go through like 400,000 condoms every two like for the full two weeks of the Olympics in the Olympic Village. I guess it's like completely insane. Um which, what? Uh, yeah, that's no, no. crazy! Like, you need to look it up because it's like completely insane. I think it's like an av- I, I, They did the, they they ran the numbers. and They run out of condoms every time, every four years, um, or I'm um, possibly every two years for the Winter Olympics too. But apparently, like the average is like each athlete going through like forty condoms in two weeks. It's like, like oh my god! And, uh, yes, <laughs> like that's what that's disturbing. Which, which is so <laughs> disturbing and crazy, but it's also so interesting to know that like people are still wanting to connect with people who are like them, even in like the time of like their most extreme, like the, the, the highest athletic moment of their life. Right. Like this is like, right. Exactly. Like the pinnacle of whatever they're trying to do. And it's like, somehow there's somehow these people are still finding ways to connect with each other. You know what I mean? So it's like, so the fact that Tinder was such a big deal uh, over there four years ago, I just thought to myself, why not play off, you know, like why wouldn't you want to swipe through, you know, um verified athletes and know that everybody on here is who they say they are and you know be able to trust tr- trust in that so that's definitely one of our biggest goals the other thing that i really have in the pipeline and i think covid really threw a wrench in it was um some in person athlete networking events and whether it's networking for professional you know reasons personal reasons romantic reasons friendships whatever the goal was our first event was actually going to be last spring at the women's final four in new orleans and It was basically just going to be like, okay, we've got, we've got up to 200 athletes or two room for 200 people. And we're just going to be on this rooftop bar, like hanging out. And it's just going to be all athletes up here. I don't care if you're single, not single. You definitely, you can come with, with your husband, with your wife, whatever. But it's like all bringing all these people into one space and being able to form connections. And I just think in my time of promoting playoff, I have made such unbelievable connections, like that aren't resulting in like a husband for me or, you know what I mean? It's not even about that, but like the networking opportunities that I've had have been so valuable for me that I'm like, this is something that I want to be able to provide. Also, you know, I want to be able to provide Mm -hmm. a space, a space for people to, to connect, you know, regardless of whether or not they're looking for love, you know? Right. Right. So that's definitely in the pipeline and I'm excited for, for when COVID is gone. So I can, so I can jump back to that.
0: now where can we connect with you and keep up with you, um, with the mini projects that you're doing with playoff, um, and just connect with you personally.
1: Yeah. So you can find me on, uh, Instagram at playoff dating app. Um, and I am like, I am the person who's responding to DMS. I'm the person who's putting the pictures out and putting the captions up and being ridiculous and trying my best to social media is most certainly not my, not my forte. It is not my favorite thing in the world. Most people who know me, like, laugh every time I like put my, put the camera on myself and like film, film myself. Like, <laughs> hi guys, it's me again. Like I just, it's just not my favorite thing. So, um, I'm doing my best. So anytime anybody likes what's out there is amazing. Um, and if anybody wants to reach out to me directly via I'm on LinkedIn, Amanda McGrew on LinkedIn, um, playoff is also on LinkedIn, or you can send me a direct email at Amanda at playoff I would be happy and thrilled to hear from anybody who has any questions, feedback, comments uh, about the app. I'm always looking to connect with, with like-minded people and people who
0: see value in, in what I'm trying to put out into the world. Awesome. Well, you know, thank you again. And this has been one of my many favorite conversations. But before you go, what is one thing you would leave with our listeners?
1: I would say that no matter what you are contemplating doing, wondering if you should do, thinking about doing, dreaming about doing whatever it is, send the email, send the message, send whatever, like you could be contemplating so many things and and convincing yourself that it's never going to work or you're never going to do it. Send the message. To the person who you think will never respond, the person who you idolize, the person who you want to be like, the person who you want information from, whatever it is, I have I have gotten so much unbelievable support and information and knowledge and background and just just such good resources by just sending messages that I was hesitant to send, thinking, oh, they're not going to respond, oh, they're too busy, oh, they, they don't have time for me, or you know, they're not worried about playoff, or they not you know, they got bigger things to do or whatever. Send the message you will be so surprised how many people uh, actually want to support other people trying to trying to make things happen and really want to share share the wealth of knowledge that they have based on their experiences. So just send the message. Do it.
0: Awesome. Well, you know, thank you, Amanda, for being an athlete advocate by creating this for our space, you know, and thinking of us in this way. A lot of us have thought about this, but you actually, you know, pioneered this And you did it for the athletic community. So thank you for creating this space for us, giving us the opportunity and the platform to engage, date, and possibly find our future husbands and wives and stuff. So this is totally amazing. This conversation was so fun. Thank you again for coming on. And we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. I was so happy to be here. And I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you all right good people catch me next time on a new episode of the athletes advocate with another special guest don't forget to follow me on social media my instagram handle is at a and my twitter is big underscore 823. 23 my facebook is a tack also follow the podcast instagram page at the athlete advocate and remember it doesn't matter if you're an athlete or not whether you're a professional athlete college athlete or even if you just love sports tune in next time